hello, hello. This is Data Prince Alex on a solo pod. We're missing Dr. Chib this week, but he'll be back next week. Welcome to the Blue Collar Dynasty Podcast. We're busting our backs, getting our jeans dirty, playing next man up Dynasty football, giving you in the trenches Dynasty talk every single week. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Just hit that plus button on Spotify. Hit that follow button and follow us on Twitter at Born Football. This week, we're talking reactions to week three, prep for week four, snap check, rookie review, and lessons learned. Let's get to it. So week three reactions. Uh, I don't really want to talk about our NFL teams. Uh, Buffalo Bills had some quirky mistakes that really cost them the game. I guess I, I heard somewhere that they are 0-7 in one-score games, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, that's pretty concerning to me. But we'll roll on to next week. Hope it's a lot better than this week. Um, talking about our dynasty teams. Yeah, some some weeks are good. Some weeks are bad. This week was a bad week for me. Um, it was a bad week for a lot of people. Uh, the scoring was down overall for fantasy. Um, and I'll just say my my starters were projected for a great score in our league at 139. My team ended up with a maximum possible points of 176. And my total points on the week were a whopping 65 points. A lot of points left on my bench. Um, and... Obviously, I played good players, too. So um, a lot of disappointing performances out there from the fantasy players or the fantasy uh, teams out there. So, you know, everyone feels the heartbreak and pain at some point in fantasy football. And week three was one of those weeks for me. Now, I will say Chib had a good week. He uh, had great games from Njoku, David Njoku, and... Marquise Brown, um, but he still lost, but he could have beaten nine of the teams in our league. Um, I don't know if that's more painful or less. So um, Chib is, Dr. Chib is still winless. Um, moving on to snap check. So we'll start us off with the Green Bay Packers wide receiver core. Looking at Alan Lazard. He was at 90% this last week. Romeo Dobbs, 89%. Um, both of them looked good out there. Romeo Dobbs had the better game. Um, it's really, really good signs for Romeo Dobbs. Um, there's a few injured wide receivers out, but he has the opportunity here to take that number one spot. So keep an eye out for that. Um, definitely get him if he's available. Um, I, I would jump on any opportunity to get him. Um, I'd be looking at basically a first round pick at this point um, that I, I would part with for Romeo Dobbs. Um, Jacksonville wide receivers. Uh, we've got Zay Jones, Christian Kirk. Um, Zay Jones had 76% of snaps. Christian Kirk, 92%. Uh, both are playable at this point, which, oh my God, as a Bills fan, I can't even believe we're saying that about Say Jones, who was an absolute flop for the Bills. He's about 27 years old now. 
Um, but I would not play either of these players in week four against the Philly secondary, um, which is just phenomenal um, over the first three weeks. Los Angeles Rams running backs, Darrell Henderson and Cam Akers, uh, both of them are were exactly at 50%. Um, this is a scary timeshare here. I don't want anything to do with either of these. I played Darrell Henderson um, last week in basically every matchup that I had him in, and uh, he hurt me bad. I will be benching him for a while, and I know that's reactionary. He might actually have a better week than Cam Akers this week. Um, I expect it to kind of go back and forth, but I think the ceiling is really not there with either of these guys while the other one is in play. For the New York Jets wide receivers, we've got Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, and Corey Davis. That's 63% for Garrett Wilson, 94% for Elijah Moore, and 87% for Corey Davis. It's a very balanced wide receiver core distribution here in terms of snaps. Um, but everything will change this week with Zach Wilson coming back. So we'll be interested to see who has the best games um, with Zach Wilson and also who's got – if that snap percentage changes at all. Um, right now, Elijah Moore has the greatest snap percentage, but he's also been the one that's underperforming out of the three um, Garrett Wilson has looked great. So I really would hope that that rise continues for Garrett Wilson, but I'd also love to see more Elijah Moore um, actual usage, not just snaps in Washington, looking at the wide receivers, Terry McLaurin is at 88% Curtis Samuel at 83% and Jahan Donson at 87%. All of these guys are startable. Um, but they all have high ceilings and low floors. Um, it could be any anybody's week so far. Terry McLaurin has been the underachiever here, surprisingly. Curtis Samuel's been uh, steady Eddie, uh, pretty pretty playable at all times. Jahan Dotson just had a down week after a few blow-up games. Um, no touchdown this week was kind of the difference. Um, so, yeah, they, they could all do well. They could all do poorly um any one of them could do poorly any one of them could do great um it's really dependent on Carson Wentz who is up and down and last week was a really really down week for them so um if you have them you're probably trying to get them in your lineup um but right now they're like borderline startable if you got a better option I would use it I wouldn't force any of these guys into your lineup all right. Speaking of Jahan Dotson, we're moving into rookie review. So this is looking at the rookies that we can already put in the fantasy relevant category. So we're not, we're not necessarily saying that these guys are elite yet. We're, we're maybe hinting at it, but um, we're definitely saying that they're fantasy relevant. Um, so I'm just going to go down the list Um Drake London, he's averaging 14.5 points a game. That's half point PPR. Um, and he's looking great. He's the top of the list. Uh, definitely uh, as close to a must start as he could be right now. 
Um, Garrett Wilson averaging 14.1 points per game. That is very good as well. Also almost a must start, but I am very, very scared this week with Zach Wilson. I'm actually, I would be holding my breath for all my uh, New York Jets wide receivers um, with Zach Wilson coming back. I, I just want to see what's going to happen. Um, so everything's a risky play right now with Garrett Wilson. Number three, Chris Olave averaging 12.8. So we're, we're kind of moving down a tier here. Um, but 12.8 points a game, still pretty good. Um, Chris Olave is definitely in that category where I'd start getting him in your lineup if you can. Um, Jahan Dotson is right behind him, 12.2 points per game. Again, you might have a better option, but these guys are kind of in the same tier for me where they're, um, they're lineup. Um, they're on the border of being in your lineup really. So, and then Brees Hall is the next guy. He's averaging 11 points. Um, he, he definitely, this feels like another tier break to me, even though it's really like a little bit, just a little bit more than a point a game difference, but he has been splitting time. Um, and that's, that's been painful to watch, um, and painful to experience for a lot of players. Uh, just really not seeing that ceiling or, you know, seeing a ceiling, not, not seeing an endless ceiling. Uh, you know, you're not able to get, you know, we're not talking, nobody's getting 20 point games from Brees Hall right now. We haven't seen it yet. Can he do that? He's got the skill set for it, but I don't think in the timeshare that is going to be a week in week out possibility. Number six, we've got Damien Pierce averaging 10.8 points per game. So this is this is tough because he's been averaging 10.8 points, but he's been trending in the right direction. I mean, every week he's been getting better and better. So I would expect him to really, really uh, camp, come on as the season progresses. I mean, we're talking week one, he had five and a half points. Week two, 9.7 points. Week three, 17.1 points. So we're approaching that 20-point area. Um, and he's he's got the Chargers coming up. And then Jacksonville, which is a tougher game. And then his bye. And then he's got a string of four straight great, great matchups, followed by Washington, Miami, which will be – hopefully a good matchup. And there's really, there's really no red on his calendar here. Um, so it, it's, it's looking like we're bombs away with Damian Pierce for the rest of the year. Um, that's my opinion. I I'm kind of trading him as a must start at this point, And I hope I'm not wrong. <laughs> um, number seven in the final guy on our list, Romeo Dobbs. We already talked about him a little bit. Um, he's averaging nine points per game. So definitely in a lower tier than the rest of these guys, but he's somebody that is inching into fantasy relevance. We definitely, he, he's definitely got a star next to his name. We definitely have him on the fantasy rate radar and we know he's good. We know he can produce. It's about opportunity at this point. Um, so we want to see 
see how that looks going forward. Um, now we're moving into lessons learned. So I have four here for you. Uh, some of these come off of my horrible lineup choices um, that have really burned me in the past. And, and maybe my process was good, but this is these are my thoughts uh, coming out of it, especially off, off my uh, down week last week. So number one, lineup selection is best done conservatively when you're competitive. I'm competitive right now. Um, I took a few chances. Um, some guys like Mike Williams and Gabe Davis, um, Gabe Davis was coming off an injury, probably should not have been in my lineup. Um, Alvin Kamara, I was hoping that he would outperform, um, his past performances and he didn't. Um, and Mike Williams is just, you know, he's boom bust. So I saw Keenan Allen wasn't going to be in and I put him in my lineup. And it was disappointing. Um, so, you know, some good process there, but I think the item to focus on, at least from what I've seen, is you got to be aware, and this is moving into number two, my second lessons learned, lesson learned um, for the week is beware of long-winded storylines when setting lineups. Um, another word for that, or another term for this is don't get cute. You know, these guys, if you think they're good, then then you got to put them in your lineup. Um, people like Jonathan Taylor coming off down week, I am not benching him, obviously. Um, that would be a little insane. But I'm also not trying to get somebody like Tony Pollard. I'm not trying to force him into my lineup, even though he's he's pretty good right now. If he fits, I'll put him in. But, you know, he might, he's in a timeshare too. And, and he might not be the guy in the week that I decide to put him in, um, decide that I need to force him in. So um, I'll let, I'll let the game come to me and make sure if I'm putting somebody like that in, he's the best one in. Number three, trust your gut when building lineups. So I, this is kind of similar to the last point, but if you know a guy is good, play him. Um, you know, so for example, you know, right now, everything I've seen, I know Devonta Smith is good. I'm not going to overthink it. I'm going to put him in my lineup this week might be a down week for him, but I'll put him in my lineup in week five too, because he's good. He's involved. We're getting him in there. Chris Olave, same thing. Cordero Patterson, same thing. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to overthink these these choices here so we'll see maybe i'll have the opposite uh <laughs> opposite take next week but this is what where my mind is at right now what i'm learning um number four philly secondary is and the whole defense is good so beware don't start your guys neck against them um obviously you got must starts that that could go up against them and i would just say especially for this week, somebody like a team like Jacksonville, which has a lot of borderline starters, those are the ones that you're benching. Any of your must-starts, just just beware. Just be careful. You know, you you might not just know that you might not get the best game out of, out of whoever it is you're playing. So 
All right, those are my lessons learned. We're moving into week four preparations. So we're at the part of the season when you have an idea of what kind of team you'll have for the season. And it's it's basically make or break time to start start getting those adjustments made. Um, so we're going to look at some of those adjustments um, first starting out with stashes for the week. I would look at Craig Reynolds, Kenny Nguandu, Tristan Ebner. Um, might have screwed up that second name, uh, but it's it's a funky name. You guys might know these these uh, running backs. You might not, but all three of these kind of have the same storyline here. Um, so the starter, so Craig Reynolds is Detroit. Kine is Minnesota. Tristan uh, Ebner is Chicago. All three of the starters for those teams are either confirmed out for next game or questionable. Um, Keene is the only one. Uh, Dalvin Cook is, is confirmed out. The other two are questionable right now. Um, so these are good stashes, not because they're going to do well this week. Um, they might, and that's why – that's why you you want to put them on your bench, but certainly these guys aren't the ones that you're starting. These are the third tier running back on their team. Um, they're the third on the depth chart. So you're going to play the second guy on the depth chart. So we're talking about Jonathan Williams for before Craig Reynolds. We're talking Alexander Madison before Kine. And we're talking about um, our overall trending player of the week, um, who is Khalil Herbert, who had an amazing game when um, when his teammate went out. So we, Tristan is a stash, not a play. Okay, um, Khalil Herbert would be the play. All right, next piece of week four prep people to start thinking about as must starts these are our new must starts for the um for the year um or at least for week four i should say so Cordell patterson um he's had a up game a down game and an up game um what that tells me is that he is playable he's had his up games have been over 20 points you gotta get him in the lineup just even if he does bad next year next week you gotta you gotta get into the storm <laughs> you, it, you might need to break a pattern um you know but it, these these patterns don't typically continue up down up down up down every week they can be similar to that but you gotta get in on it in order to get out on those bad weeks um you don't it's harder to try to guess guesstimate when you're you're putting the guy in there and when you're benching him. So you want to just get him in there. Um, Alexander Madison is definitely a must start this week. If Dalvin cook is out, but he's, he is out. He's confirmed. Um, Antonio Gibson's a must start until Brian Robinson's back. He's just got to be in there. He's actually good this year. Um, pretty consistent, not no high end performances, but uh, definitely reliable. Damien Pierce, 
um, Chris Olave, two rookies that we talked about earlier. Um, again, I, I would consider them new must starts at this time, especially for, for this next week, Cortland Sutton, definitely a must start at this point. Um, you know, and by must start, I mean, you should try to start them. If you got somebody ahead of them that forces them out of your lineup. Okay. But, um, he is, he's definitely somebody that you want in your lineup, not somebody that you're ho-humming about that you have to put him in your lineup. He's doing well each week. Again, no, no real top games, but he's consistent. Christian Kirk, he's looked really good. Um, you got to get him in there. Curtis Samuel, same thing. Um, very consistently good. Um, even, even on the bad week for Carson Wentz last week. So, um, though that's my week four prep for you guys. Um, you know, it was a pretty short podcast this week without Chib. So we're just trying to keep it rolling for you guys. Um, thank you very much for, for joining us for our fourth podcast and, and we'll just keep them coming. All right. Again, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and Apple podcast. That's the plus button, Spotify, follow button. And that's the weekly pod. Give them hell, folks. Peace.